today's topic is cause and effect i'll be sharing my screen not the ppt now so that this two texts 30 31st are all interrelated so we'll take them together ट्रांसलेशन my dear lord o supreme personality of godhead the entire cosmic creation is caused by you and the cosmic manifestation is an effect of your energy although the entire cosmos is but you alone to keep yourself aloof from it the conception of mine and yours is certainly a type of illusion because everything is emanation from you and is therefore not different from you indeed the cosmic manifestation is non different from you and the annihilation is also caused by you this relationship between your lordship and the cosmos is illustrated by the example of seed and the tree or the subtle cause and the gross manifestation so you can see here one more verse nicely prahlad maharaj is explaining about lord's energy and lord's potency how everything is managed by lord but lord is present also and at the same time is not present also and sometime what happens this discussions and this uh descriptions of the lord and his energies sometimes uh, people get little confused and they think it is very very difficult to understand it happens many times just like i was discussing when with one person so i yes you were starting you are reading gita why did you stop it then it is very very difficult to understand it's very very confusing and i am not able to understand so i thought better let me not read and it happens with many people because most of the times we, we don't read, don't read under proper guidance and so what happen we start it and then we stop it again somewhere in between either we don't read it properly because prabhupada says that any book we start we have to read from cover to cover from the beginning till the very end not that i will start it somewhere any book i will start from any time and any from and in between i will start and i will read just like some people they read bhagavad gita from 15 chapter or 14 chapter so beginning is also suspense end is also suspense for them <laughs> neither they have read beginning nor they have read end and ultimately they will not understand they will leave everything no it's not like that krishna has when he is explaining to arjuna very nicely is explaining everything what is karma yoga what is dhyan yoga what is his transcendental knowledge how modes of nature are working entire very nicely sequentially krishna is building up the understanding in final 18 chapter is telling sar dharmaan krita jay maam ekam sharanam vrajya so it is not that uh, although 
Prabhupada says it is like sugar candy. Entire Vedic knowledge, especially Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam, like sugar candy. Sugar candy anywhere you will touch. If you touch from anywhere, you will find it sweet. But it doesn't mean that we will read from anywhere because ultimately we will not be able to understand and then we will leave in between and they will go away. But anyway, if a person reads from anywhere, definitely you get some benefit. So, uh, as I told, sometimes people find it difficult and confusing and what happens, then they don't read at all. And they think, who will, uh, no, why, why to understand all these things? Who is Krishna? Krishna is energy. Better let me no, do something else. I let me read something else and let me not uh, read this thing, particular thing. But actually, it's not like that. Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, one of the great devotee in our parampara. So he has written a very nice verse in Chaitanya Charitamrita. So what this is? Siddhanta Baliya Chitta Nakare Alas. Iha Haite Krishna Lage Shudrada Manasa. That means Siddhanta Baliya Chitta Nakare Alas. Person should, a person who sincerely want to understand what is goal of life, what is the purpose of life. And ultimately, what I have to do in this material world, you should not be lazy. Lazy in what? Siddhanta Baliya. Do not be lazy in understanding the Siddhanta. That means principle. So one should not be lazy in spiritual life. As I told sometime, philosophy is very difficult to understand, Prabhuji. I will not. Better let me uh, chant only. And let me only do Kirtan. Yes, that is good. Kirtan and chanting is very good. But unfortunately, in Kali Yuga, if you simply do all these things without having proper understanding, that our this determination to follow will not be very strong. That's why Prabhupada says in one of the letters to his one of the disciples, Prabhupada writes that reading will keep you convinced about philosophy. So if a person is not reading the books of Prabhupada, unfortunately for him, it will be very difficult to sustain Krishna consciousness. So reading will keep you convinced and Sankirtana will keep you happy. So both the things should go side by side. Sankirtana means preaching. Preaching also and Sankirtana also what we do. So both the things should be there together. If a person is simply reading, 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 but not uh, doing any preaching activity or not participating in Sankirtana, he will also not be able to sustain. And other side person is simply doing Sankirtana, not reading, he will also not be able to sustain. So Sankirtana will keep you happy and reading will keep you convinced. Otherwise, many doubts come. When you read philosophy, when you preach outside, many people will ask you different questions. And if you don't have sound background understanding of Krishna consciousness, theoretical, philosophical understanding of Krishna consciousness, ultimately you will doubt, doubt the philosophy. So that's why Siddhanta Guliya Chitta Na Alas. Person should not be lazy in understanding the Siddhanta. And what happens if a person understands the philosophy nicely? What happens is his determination in Krishna become very, very strong. Sudhara Nishya, that means his philosophy, his determination in following Krishna consciousness become very, very strong. So that's why we should now never be lazy, thinking that, okay, it's very complicated. I, I should understand and all these things. So now, and this understanding, if a person really want to understand the philosophical understanding nicely, definitely he'll have some questions also. Just like if you see in both the cases, the two greatest literature of our Vedic wisdom, Bhagavad Gita and Shiva Bhagavatam, both are based on question and answers. In Bhagavad Gita, Arjuna is asking questions and Krishna is also replying. And the questions are all also not ordinary questions, very, very scientific, very, very intelligent questions Arjuna is asking. 
in Bhagavad Gita. In the same manner, Srimad Bhagavatam also you will see Parishit Maharaj is asking questions and Sukhdev Goswami is answering. And the kind of questions Parishit Maharaj is asking in Bhagavatam, uh, if you go and read Bhagavatam, you will come to know. Such an intelligent question. Because in our case, in present condition of state, we cannot even ask questions also. Proper questions. Our questions, although even we may ask, ultimately it will be about the four things. Eating, sleeping, mending and defending. Not more than that. So that's why pure devotees of the Lord, they take up this position. That means Parishit Maharaj is already a pure devotee. Sukhdev Goswami is also a pure devotee. So it is not that Parishit Maharaj is asking Sukhdev Goswami so that he can get some purification. He is already a pure devotee. But for the benefit of humankind, for the living entities like us, he is asking this kind of question. Similarly, Arjuna also. He is an associate of Krishna. So he knows everything. But for us, living entities like us, who can ultimately understand the, what is the goal of life, they ask these questions. Arjuna is asking this question. They are trying They are uh, trying to present it as if they don't know. So don't you think Arjuna, Arjuna will be knowing that we are not his body, we are spirit soul? <laughs> he must be knowing. But still he is presenting in such a way so that we can understand this. We can at least ask this question and understand. And when a person has this inquisitiveness, so actually this a human form of life gives this unique opportunity of asking questions. Otherwise, you will see that in any other form of life, they cannot ask questions. So it's a very, very unique ability. And it's actually a tendency of your living being to search. Just like when you will see a child, you will ask many questions. Father, what is this? Father, what is this? And many, many things you will ask. What is this? This is moon. Why it is round? Why moon is walking with me? Why sun is walking with me? And what is this? Many, many things the child will ask. That shows that this is a tendency of a human being to ask questions. And any sane person will be asking questions. That is a tendency. But unfortunately, what happens as we grow, as we interact with the society more and more, so in, instead of asking fundamental questions of life, we are start asking questions which are mostly about sense gratification. That means we will be asking about money, we will, we will be asking about fame, name, we will be asking about how can I improve my bodily condition, how can I increase my status of life. Instead of asking the fundamental questions of life, we will be asking some basic questions which is for temporary pleasure. But actually, the scriptures do not ask these kind of questions. Scriptures ask questions which are the ultimate issue. That, that means, what is the source of this material world? We should know. We should ask this question. That is called as Brahma Jigyasa. Just like if you read Bhagavatam, Parishit Maharaj, such a great king, he is asking Sukhdev Goswami, let me know, please tell me what is the uh, what are the nature, what are the universes available, what is the situation of so many planets and who is God, what is the ultimate source? from which everything is emanating, please let me know. So everything Parishit Maharaj is asking. So actually human life is meant for these kind of inquiries. Okay, ultimately, what is the thing from which everything is coming? What is the cause? What is the absolute cause is the cause of this material world? So there are two kinds of causes, absolute cause or remote cause, or you can say secondary cause of this material world. So most of the times what happens, a person even though he may, ask, he may ask some questions about material world and everything, because of lack of proper guidance, ultimately we will be ending up knowing some, some uh, relative cause or some secondary cause of this material world. But we will, we will never be able to understand what is the real cause of this material world. That's why 
कृष्ण से भगवदगीता माया इदम जगत सर्वम जगत अव्यक्त मूर्ति ना मत सर्वभूतानी ना हम तेजु अवस्थित दैट मीन्स ऑल दो आई एम प्रेजेंट दिस मटेरियल वर्ल्ड बट दिस मटेरियल वर्ल्ड इज डिजाइन इन सच ए वे दैट जनरल पीपल वॉट बी एबल टू परसीव हिम दे वॉन्ट बी एबल टू अंडरस्टैंड दैट हु इज द सुप्रीम पर्सन बी कॉल एंड कृष्णा ओनली गाइड्स जस्ट लाइक वी सॉ द अदर डे इन द सेशन ऑफ साक्षी गोपाल जी वी डिस्कस दास्ट टाइम how lord for his devotee he he actually walked out of the altar and 100 days he walked from vrindavan till south india he came with his devotee so for one side lord is walking for his devotee another side some people they go to temple and they say this is stone it is a statue and it is like that it is idol so ye yathamam prapadyante tam chate bajami this is very important thing to understand that krishna reciprocates according to the surrenderance of a devotee so person who is a atheist who want to prove that there is no lord krishna will give him intelligence okay you prove i am not there that's why we come up with so many scientific invention day after day and we always claim that okay now we have understood this world how oh, now i can say that i know everything i know everything and i can prove everything no we will never be able to understand everything with our material senses imperfect senses you cannot understand perfectly so very very fundamental thing to understand so we cannot tell any time that i know everything in this material world because this material is very very big what did we know we don't know about this earth only what to speak of earth we don't know about this body how this body is working we don't know how this food what i am getting is actually getting digested we don't know properly some theories are there but tomorrow theories may change also that means the earlier understanding was not correct so that means how this material world is actually working it is very very strange thing to understand and that's why bhaktilno thakur says one of the devotee he says keshav tu jagat vichitra this material world is very bewildering so many varieties are there in this material world so now an intelligent person should ask what is the source of these varieties from where these varieties are coming and ultimately what is the starting the beginning point from where everything started So now to understand this thing, uh, we can go to you know some scientific understanding, but there is no proper science. There is no proper explanation behind that. There is some research is going on. The research can be changed also. So that is called as uh, ascending process of knowledge. As we discussed, ascending means I am trying to understand with my senses. I want to understand the based of some because what happened in science basically that I have some data available, some information available like that, and based on that I will. the data is given some confusion but tomorrow if i found some other data the earlier thing what i found is not all, not at all applicable now so that means it is based on the data and data can be can be added to it can be further reduced to it there is no guarantee about it but the descending process of knowledge is not like that descending process of knowledge means a person understand the what is the absolute cause of everything from the vedic scriptures not that i will try by my own to understand whatever the whatever the truth is now this material world is designed in such a way that it is full of cause and effect cause and effect means there will be a cause and cause will produce some effect and the effect itself will be a cause of some other effect like that this material world is running for example let's say right now fan is running so it's a effect what is the cause cause is electricity Like electricity, what what is the electricity? Whether electricity is absolute cause, no. Electricity is also effect of some other cause. Just like we have some 
no where big big stations where rare this electricity is getting produced that is the source of that whether it is absolute source no it is also dependent on some water something like that so ultimately everything is inter is dependent on something else it is not like the particular effect the cause of particular effect is the absolute cause no so when a person try to understand okay this cause and effect cause and effect cause and effect ultimately what is the absolute cause they don't be able to understand or maybe they uh, by their limited knowledge they come to some understanding but after some day they will understand no, this is not the absolute cause there is one more cause just like earlier we are understanding that atom is the smallest particle then we come to know no, beyond atom there is subatom also like that the different understandings are uh, coming up uh, every time with the inventions and so prabhupada said this material world is full of cause and effects push and pull push and pull there will be a push then pull then pull itself will be a push then pull like that this material world is running and if a person is trying to convince himself there is no god he can actually convince also himself there is no god because he will get something like that okay this is the cause this is the cause of this this is the cause of this okay this is the cause ultimately i found out but that what is ultimate cause of that he will not be able to understand so for that we need to go to vedas so how krishna is running this material world it is very very important there is a class of uh, we have discussed class of philosophers called as impersonalist or impersonalism or mayavadis they say that god they have this understanding that when gone that when god is uh, the supreme personality or whatever the supreme light whatever it may be it has further expanded himself into many it has lose it has lost his existence now for example if i have a paper and if i tear this paper into eight the original paper is lost now so that means original paper do no, no longer exist so they have this analogy when god is divided into many god no longer exists or when sometime we hear uh, about god so if you see western world they have sometimes they make image of the god is like some very old person who is holding some earth like that if we have seen they call it thing at least something like that so very old person because god is you no know, he is holding everything he should be very old person and uh, and he should be so much in trouble because entire cosmos and entire everything is on his head so he should be a person who is very old at the same time he should be very diff- with, with, with great difficulty you should be able to understand everything no if you understand bhagavad gita if you understand bhagavatam totally different explanations given about krishna krishna not at all aware of this material aware that is doesn't bother at all about material world <laughs> why because his energies are working everywhere paras shakti vividhe shuvate sabhaviki gyan balakriya that means krishna is not directly handling this material world everything is done by his energy he is not at all involved in material world for him it is like a place which is not so important he comes for his devotees but otherwise is not very important for him to for material is not so important so it is not that krishna is very old and with very difficulty he is saying krishna is called as nam yoganam cha that means he is always like a very young boy 16 years old young boy nam yoganam cha it is mentioned in the scriptures ishvara parma what is the absolute source ishvara parma krishna sachidananda vigraha anadi radir govinda sarva karana karanam 
absolute truth is Krishna, Sarva Karana Karanam. What is the, what is the source of Krishna then? Then Krishna is not absolute truth. Because if something caused by if something is causing Krishna, then Krishna should not be the absolute truth, right? If something is causing Krishna, that should be the absolute truth. Absolute cause. No. It is not mentioned. It is said Sarvakarana Karanam. That means he is the beginning point from which from him everything emanates. Aham Adirhi Devanam, Aham Sarvasa Prabhu. Many times Krishna says, like that, in many places you are find this thing in Bhagavad Gita and other Vedic literature. Krishna is open in telling that I am that absolute truth from which everything is emanating. And this material world is nothing but my energy. So this is Krishna's energy, and this energy, not that Krishna is managing this material world with so many difficulties. No. He is nicely in Vrinda, it is mentioned That means Krishna never leaves Vrindavan. He is always in Vrindavan and nicely is playing with coward boys and playing flute. And this material world is running. People are coming, people are going back. Some are uh, just like they are doing some criminal activities. They are coming to this material world. They are spending some time. If they are intelligent, they have this understanding even from of life. They understand the importance. Then again, they will come in touch with the pure devotee and then go back. But otherwise, they will always keep on roaming this material world. So, Krishna is doing so many things, but he is not at all worried about it because his energies are doing so many things. So, Prabhupada gave one more example how Krishna is self sufficient. Bhagavatam says, example. Uh, Self-sufficiency means he is not at all dependent on anyone else. Gives the example of spider. So spider is what? What is the speciality of spider? A spider makes his own web based on its own ingredients. He is not dependent on anyone else. He is, he makes a web which is made by his own ingredients. He takes ingredients from his own body. And then again, he, whenever it's not required, he actually winds up that thing and again he goes back. So that means the spider is not dependent on any other thing. Oh, yes, the absolute sense is dependent on Supreme Personality of Godhead, but in related terms, we can say that he is not dependent on anything else for his uh, making this web. Similarly, son also Prabhupada son is such a uh, no, huge body of energy emanating every moment. Still, it is not dependent on anything else. It is also independent. So, Krishna is also like that. He is called a Swarat. He is absolute. He is not dependent on anything else. But many other things are dependent on. Actually, everything is dependent on Krishna. Sarva Karana Karana. So, this is a very important understanding we should have. Otherwise, we, the, the understanding of Krishna consciousness will not be so strong. Only theoretical or some sentimental understanding will not work. We should be very much convinced, thoroughly convinced about Krishna consciousness. Not that sometimes understanding comes. That because you are following Vaishnavism, for you, Vishnu is supreme personality Godhead or Krishna is supreme personality Godhead. I am following this particular God. For me, he is supreme personality Godhead. And sometimes you will also believe, yeah, yes, it's correct. Let him follow. No, it's not like that. Our following is not sentimental. It is based, strictly based on the scriptures. So, whatever we are telling is mentioned in the scriptures. Just like uh, we will find this again in, in uh, Srimad Bhagavatam only. But Narad Muni is speaking to Brahmaji. And Brahmaji who has created this entire cosmic manifestation. He is the engineer. And what this cosmic manifestation is, you can simply understand 
how many planets are there, how many stars are there, we cannot even imagine how much big one galaxy is. If you go and, and search what is the meaning of a galaxy, so many things will come to know. And like that, many, many thousands of millions of universes have been created by God. And Brahma is the, the engineer of that. So when Narad Muni asked Brahma Ji, that looks like you are so powerful, you have, you have designed so many things, so you are very, very powerful. So looks like your supreme personality, there is no one superior to you. You will find this thing in Bhagavatam. Brahma Ji says, no, 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 I am not supreme. I am simply an alien. I am also working under some supreme direction. And the supreme direction, then he says, is Krishna or Vishnu, supreme personality for you. So all these things are mentioned so that we can understand ultimately the source of the creation, everything. So the devotee of the Lord who is worshipping Krishna is not in need of worshipping anything else. Sometimes people come, come up with understanding that Prabhuji, no, earlier I used to worship Lord Shiva. Earlier I used to keep fast on Monday. Earlier I used to keep fast on Tuesday for Lord Hanumanji. Wednesday for Gadeshaji. Thursday for uh, Sai Baba. Friday for Santoshi Mata. Saturday for Sunny Devji. Sunday for... Uh, uh, no, some other uh, sun god. So, I am now following Krishna God. You are telling don't keep any fast. So, will they not feel bad? Will Shiva, Shivji not be angry on me? I am not keeping fast on his Monday when uh, no, uh, Anumanji will not be happy with me. So, these kind of questions come up. So, please understand they are not Congress, BJP or Shiv Sena like that. <laughs> they are not like that. They are not political parties. So, when a person is worshipping Vishnu, Jasmin Tushte, Dagat Tushtem, when you worship Krishna, you are worshipping everyone else. There is no need to worship anyone else separately. And there is no guilt feeling also. Oh, what will happen? Now I am not worshipping Lord Shiva. He will be angry on me. He will curse me. You are going to Vishnu. I will curse you. <laughs> so it is not like that. that You are going to BJP and Congress is cursing you. <laughs> it is not like that. Krishna is supreme personality and definitely Lord Shiva will be very much pleased because Lord Shiva himself is a great devotee of Lord Krishna. So when you are worshipping Lord Vishnu, Lord Krishna, uh, who is uh, Lord Shiva himself is worshipping Lord Shiva, definitely will be pleased. If you are worshipping Lord Ramchandra, Hanuman will be more than pleased, Lord Hanuman, that he is worshipping my master. So never have this kind of understanding because Krishna is absolute. And absolute means there is no one superior to him. And that he proves also. So, entire Bhagavad Gita is actually about that only. How Krishna is trying to explain his own position to different ways. 11th chapter of Gita, if you read, Krishna is showing his universal form to Arjuna. And he is seeing that how everything is, all the planets and everything in actually is, is one of the part of my creation only. It is not that they are, is, they are existing independently. They are all under my supervision, under my control. But I am not directly involved in it. My energies are working. So, Prabhupada gives one more nice analysis for us to understand how Krishna is managing this material world without being affected by it. So, Prabhupada gives example. Just like in material world, you see a very big businessman. He will be having so many businesses. And it is not that he is present everywhere. Because he is a limited person. Krishna, anyway, Krishna can be present still everywhere. But this person is a limited person. How is managing everything? Through his different energies, that means to different departments, he has hired some people who are taking care of that thing. And he is ultimately overseeing the thing. Okay, this is happening in this business, this and that business. But ultimately, he is working everywhere through his energies. Similarly, and it is possible for a mundane person, 
and for a conditional soul, why it is not possible for the Lord to explain everything and understand everything and manage everything? It is very much possible. So we should never think Krishna as per our own limited understanding. This is the biggest mistake what generally people do. That they try to understand Krishna as per our own material senses. That means we cannot understand Krishna by our senses. It is the biggest foolishness to understand Krishna by our material senses. Even not about Krishna, about any transcendental knowledge, we cannot understand our material senses. That's why Krishna is called as Adokshaja. Adokshaja means beyond our sense perception. He is not in our sense perception. And similarly, devotee of the Lord also is beyond sense perception. That's why it is called Vaishnavari Kriya Mudri Navignaniya. That means one should not comment on it, one should not judge Vaishnava, pure devotees, Kriya Mudra, his activities and his actions. Sometimes people judge why he is doing like that, why is no, we are not authorized to judge if you are Vaishnava. We are not allowed to do that. So that's why one should not judge activities also with pure devotee. At the same time, we should not uh, judge the activities of Lord also. So this entire cosmic manifestation is caused by Krishna and the material world in, in working in such a way that the cause and effect, cause and effect is working always. But a person will not be able to understand what is the real nature of this material world till the time he comes with in touch with pure devotee. And he gets proper knowledge to authorize the series succession, then he can understand how this material world is working, how Krishna is actually involved in this material world. At the same time, he is not at all affected. He is involved, but is not affected. In the case of a businessman, he is involved and affected also. He may not be directly involved, but is affected. Krishna is not involved, at the same time involved also, but not affected out of it. Because it is not very important thing for him. And this energy of the Lord called Maya. So there are two kinds of Maya, Yoga Maya and Mahamaya. What is Yoga Maya? What is Mahamaya? So this Durga Devi who is managing this material world is called as Mahamaya. She is in charge of this material world. And whenever living entities trying to follow Krishna consciousness, she gives a test to that person that whether this person is following sincerely or not. That's why you will see many times, many people, they say this thing, Prabhu, uh, I'm getting so many challenges. I'm not able to follow Krishna consciousness. Earlier it was not like that. But now after following Krishna consciousness, these things are happening with me. That means because of Krishna consciousness, this is happening. No, <laughs> Krishna, because of Krishna consciousness, this is not, not happening like this. Krishna consciousness will not give you trouble. It will give you pleasure, provided you follow it properly. But Maya will take test. Maya will take test. Mahamaya Durga Devi will not allow you to go to Krishna so easily. She will test. But same yoga, uh, Mahamaya will help you once you pass the test. Once you pass the test, she will help you. So in spiritual world, Krishna's energy working is as Yoga Maya. Yoga Maya means she is helping devotees to serve Krishna. Just like Yoga Maya is helping Radharani to serve Krishna. But the same yoga maya in material world is whose mahamaya is actually helping people to forget about Krishna because they want to forget. That's why in this material world. So test will be there and but ultimately we can pass this test 
if we follow the instruction of Srila Prabhupada. And Prabhupada very easily has gives very basic instruction that we have to follow four related principles, we have to chant 16 rounds, and we have to sum all the other ingredients in service of the Lord. And that's why if we keep on doing that, this Mahamaya will not look Mahamaya, although we live in this material world, then Mahamaya still not will not touch us. Looks very uh, looks very difficult, but it is possible. So what we will do, we will see a video now, very nice video yesterday on I got about Prabhupada is talking about the same thing, Yog Maya and Mahamaya, and how Maya tests us and how we can come out of this Maya also. So it is a relatively uh, longer video, maybe five minutes, but I request you please see this very nice. And it is very, very important for us on a daily basis, you should hear Prabhupada. If you don't hear Prabhupada Vani every day, then our purification will be very slow. So we should try to hear every day Shri Prabhupada Vani as far as possible. In fact, sometimes people say, I don't have time. They say, I am west. West means busy. But actually, it is not west. It is Ast West. Astavesta means not properly situated. The person who says, I am actually West, is not West, he is Astavest. So, let us not become Astavest and let, let us try to take out some time every day. 15 minutes we can take out to hear about Krishna. Then this material energy, you will see how nicely it will help you to, to understand about Krishna. Provided, yes, it depends on us also how seriously we are for protecting. Okay. So, this video we will see. And uh, after that, we'll continue our session. And it is a video that means Prabhupada himself is in the video. It is not that background sound only is coming. so, in the beginning, if you take to Krishna consciousness, there will be so many disturbances by the Maya. Maya will test you how far you are fixed up. She will test you. Uh, she is also agent of Krishna. She does not allow anyone who is meant for disturbing Krishna. Therefore, she tests very rigidly. Whether you are, you have taken Krishna consciousness to disturb Krishna or you are actually serious, uh, that is Maya's business. Uh. So, there will be, in the beginning, test by the Maya and you will uh, feel so much disturbances in making progress in Krishna consciousness. But if you remain steady, uh, steady means if you follow 
the rule and regulation and chant 16 down, then he'll remain steady. Uh, and if you neglect, then Maya will capture you. Uh, immediately. Maya is always ready. We are in the ocean. At any moment, we will be disturbed. Uh, therefore, one who is not disturbed at all, he is called Paramahamsa. Uh, therefore, Kunti Devi said, Tatha Paramahamsana. Parama means ultimate. Hangsa means swan. Uh, Paramahangsa means the perfect Hangsa. Hangsa, uh, it is said that if you, Hangsa means swan, if you give to swan milk mixed with water, she will take the milk part and leave aside the water Similarly, a person who knows what is this material world, material world is made of two natures, the inferior nature and the superior nature. The superior nature means spiritual life, and inferior nature is material life. So a person who gives up the material part of this world and takes only the spiritual part, he is called Paramahansa. Uh, a spiritual part means one who knows that whatever is working in this material, just like this body, your body, my body. Anyone who knows that this movement, the activities of this body is due to the soul which is within this body. Uh, that is the real uh, fact. Uh, this is only outward covering. Similarly, one who knows that Krishna is the center of this all activities, uh, he is Paramahansa. He is Paramahansa. He knows the fact. Uh, so, Bhakti Yoga is for the Paramahansa, one who knows that Krishna is the central fact. Aham adirhi devana matta sarvam pravartate. So one who knows that Krishna is the cause of all causes. He not only theoretically but practically convinces he is Paramahans. So Kunti Devi says that you are meant for the Paramahansas, not for the rascals and fools. You are meant for the Paramahansa. Tatha Paramahansana Munina. Munina means those are thoughtful. Also, mental speculators, they are called Muni. Munina Amalatmanam Amala. There is no dirty things in their heart. Materialistic person means. Full of dirty things within the heart. Uh, what is the dirty thing? That lust and greediness. That's all. This is the dirty things. Uh, all materialistic persons, they are lusty and greedy. Uh, therefore, their heart is full of dirty things. And Amalatmana means those are freed from these two things lust and uh, uh, greediness. 
greediness, samalatmanaram, for them bhakti yogam. This bhakti yogam is meant for the uh, clean heart, not the lusty and greedy. Uh, that is not, they may try, they will gradually advance, but one, once is situated in bhakti yoga, there is no more lust and greediness. Virakti anatrasya. This is the test. Whether one has become free from lusty desires and greediness, then he is situated in bhakti yoga. He is paramahansa. Uh, so Kunti Devi, by humble, Sammese, that you are meant for the paramahansa, for the amalatmanam, for the muninam, and who are engaged in bhakti and what we are. We are simply women. Uh, we are in the lower grade. How we can understand you? This is humbleness. Although she understands everything, but still she is taking the position of an ordinary woman that how can I understand you? Thank you very much. So this was from one of the lectures of Shiva Prabhupada on the prayers of Kunti Devi. Just like we are have these prayers of Prahlad Maharaj, there are prayers of Kunti Maharani also. So if time permits, if we have, uh, we can take some sessions from there also. But ultimately the understanding is beginning there will be some problems. But if we stick to it, if we follow Krishna consciousness sincerely, then we will definitely come out of all these problems. And second, the most important thing is that the test is how I am advancing in Krishna consciousness. The test is whether still lust and greed, attachment for material things are still there in my heart. That means still I have a long way to go. But still we should not be discouraged because the process is perfect. It is for Amalatmanam. It is for it is a process which is uh, not dependent on anything else. It is a self-sufficient process. So if a person simply engages in the rules and regulations which are given by PO devotees and stick the process, slowly he will, he will be reached to a situation where this lust, greed and material attachment will not be there. So this is about Bhakti Yoga which we are following. We are very fortunate that we are able to follow this process. So please my request to you, those who are coming regularly uh, attending sessions. Now you are coming here regularly attending. My request to you, please try to, if you are not chanting, still you are not started chanting, Please start chanting Hare Krishna. Just try it. We try so many things in life to become happy and do many, many things. Just try it. Otherwise, the civilization is very, very bad. I'm telling you from my personal experience. Recently, we met one person, one student. She is, somebody was telling me, she is uh, very young, 15, 16 years. She is trying to crack IT exams and all. She is so much depressed that and she was very brilliant student of here, but so much people have you no know, fed in his, her brain about IIT, IIT that you have to select, you have to get selected in IIT, IIT that she is not totally almost in a depression because now he's thinking if I'm not able to go into IITs, my life is waste. And she says whenever I see question paper, it is totally a blank. I'm not able to understand what should I do now. And such a you know. 15, 16 years old student in such a young age, this is the position situation. So now the civilization which we are living right now is actually, we will 
that's why we should read Prabhupada books and telling again. Then we'll come to know that what is the reality, what is happening, what is the thing which is going on in this material world. Right now, we are simply going as the ways of the nature is taking us. But a pure duty comes and stop these ways. He said, oh, better stop this and understand. Where are you going? You don't know. Otherwise, just like many people are, their life is simply eating, defending, somehow the other work hard, get some money, and this is the only life they have. We will also become something like that. But pure duty comes and stops. He says, no, there's something better. Why are you wasting your time? It is anyway temporary. And I try to do something which is permanent in life. So that's why it is very, very important. Now that student, such a nice uh, student who was earlier practicing Krishna consciousness also, but in totally under depression. Why? Because competition is there. She is seeing that my, my person who was with me is getting such a great degree and everything. He has already got package. I am still struggling to even get clear the exams. I don't have uh, confidence. I don't have this thing. Comparison. And because of comparison, is under depression. So Prabhupada, there is a statement of Prabhupada. I think he wrote one of the letters somewhere. That people may not be, may not appreciate this movement right now. Something similar to that to that effect, that people right now may not be able to understand the importance of this movement. But a time will come, the entire world will recognize this Krishna consciousness movement and they will say this movement has actually saved this world from the hellish condition of life. This is a probable statement like this. And you can see, factually you can see, when you go and interact with people, what actually going in their mind, what, what kind of lifestyle they are living, you understand it's a fact. Prabhupada, as this movement has actually saved this world. So let us not become an unfortunate person. Why unfortunate? Because we are very fortunate. We have come in touch with this message. But if we don't follow now and we follow again the dictation of the mind and senses, then we will be, instead of fortunate, we will be an unfortunate person. So let us follow the instruction very nicely, even by Srila Prabhupada. Try to make our life successful and others as well. And the most important instruction is of chanting Hare Krishna Mantra. Very easy, but most sublime.